0: You're listening to The Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. If you gamble, use your game sense. Stay within your limit. Go to gamesense.ab.ca and learn more. I was in Calgary as the uh, Oilers extended their winning streak to uh, 13 games and then uh, today uh, Speck was sitting beside me as they uh, unveiled Corey Perry in his press conference. Speck, I guess let's start with the win and uh, the Oilers said they wanted a better start. Well, they got a better start, man. That game Dan Vladar is the only reason that game was close in the first 20
1: minutes. Yeah, it was it's you're exactly right. The Oilers were were frankly by far the better team. For a game that was really just two one in the end with an empty net goal, uh it very much favored Calgary. They were Eminem was better, they were better defensively, they were better offensively. We'll never know with goaltending because Skinner didn't have near the workload, but he was very good. Uh there was I mean, you won't see many two one hockey games that are that with that much disparity in them, Jason, than the one we all watched on Saturday night.
0: Yeah. Like, like, I I don't know if Connor Brown's ever going to score. I don't know how he missed. Like, he was in the perfect spot, and he shot back against the grain into Vladar when he had the whole wide open net. There's a guy who just right now can't score literally into a wide open net. And so maybe eventually he'll score. He's getting chances. How about... uh Sorry,
1: excuse me. How about Dylan Holloway's game, though? Dylan Holloway's game was fantastic. I oh, thought. yeah, it's great. He uh, put it on a platter. Hey, playing center, he put it on a platter for Brown, should have scored. Uh, put it on a platter for who's the other guy set up that didn't score? Yeah, two guys he yeah, set up yeah, for excellent two Oh, uh, Cody Cece. yeah. Although Cody that one that on was a little, Yeah,
0: a little in front of Cece. but tough. you're right. It was close. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yep. Yeah,
0: the two guys who don't have a goal. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, the point is,
1: he picked the wrong guys. I yeah. get it. But, no, I, anyway, I thought Holloway was excellent. For your first game back up, I thought he was really, really good. Uh, you know, I mean, we'll segue to Corey Perry. You just added two big players, one of them really fast and one of them really wily uh, to your lineup. Uh, you know, the order just got a whole lot better adding those two guys and didn't cost him anything.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the greatest part about. It. Like, think about it. So, in forty-eight hours, they Hamlin and Ernie are out, Holloway and Perry are in at no the, well at a cost of one hundred and eight thousand dollars in cap space. That's it, right? So it's right. that that's Whatever. a that's a significant improvement to your team at at virtually no cost.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's you know and. Like it's funny. We, of course, it's talk radio, sports radio in Edmonton. So we're talking about their needs, like right about from October seventh on here. But their needs at the trade deadline are changing all the time, aren't they? Yeah. You know, like okay, we talked about their fourth line getting bigger. Well, maybe they just added two big, strong guys right now. Uh, we've talked a lot about their goaltending, and then and then Skinner took the job, and look how good he is. So now maybe they need a backup. Well. Gee, Pickard's been good, and look what's going on in the minors. Jack Campbell's rocking like a 920 his last nine or ten starts. So, you know what? It's a good thing that that Ken Holland waits so close to the trade deadline to make his moves because he might have made a bunch of wrong ones if he started already.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, you, you you know what? Had had and hey, <laughs> preaching. I think you know Ken Holland believed that his team that he built was good, and they just were playing bad, and and obviously they proved him right. And, you know, I even talked to some of the players. Like, even when we were 2-9-1, and one, he goes, we played long stretches of games we played well, and then we would just give the game away on two or three terrible decisions. And that's true. It was. Like, you go back and you could look yeah. at a lot of the games. They're out shooting teams and everything and then just giving away goals. And so they, they've they really tightened it up spec. Yes, sure. Since the NHL expanded in 1967, 1968, which is, you know, a good 50-plus years, there has yeah. been a total of 10 NHL teams who have played 11 or more consecutive games and allowed only two or fewer goals. The orders are one. The, really? Winni- the Winnipeg Jets are one and both are active. So uh, yeah, I put that in my orders nation article today. It's uh, um, you know, like th- them allowing two or fewer in 11 straight games is ridiculous. It doesn't happen.
1: Oh my God. It's it's. And it, I mean, this is the final hurdle for me. Like, this is – and, and you know, I remember right after that when they got bounced out by Chicago that until the leaders of the team who get all the ice time figure out how to play hockey like this, the rest of the team won't follow and they won't get where they need to go. Well, they figured it out because McDavid's game, let's start at the top. I mean, McDavid's game, he's, he looks – you know, he looks like Crosby the way he's playing the game right now. He's There aren't as many five-point nights. He might not win the R-Ross, but his competitive level uh, at both ends of the rink is through the roof. Like, he is leading, by example. Um, you know, their best players are playing a lot of minutes, and this team's on the streak that you just talked about. So, this is the huge you know, these are the games you're going to get all spring long, all the way to a Stanley Cup. They led every game in that Vegas series last year. Jason, every game they had the lead, and they four of them they couldn't protect it. This team here looks like they're figuring out how to protect it.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point, Speck. And that, that when you have the offense capabilities, because look at Vegas. There was games Vegas found a way to outscore them. Right, Like they had some high-scoring games, and Vegas was a team that prided himself on being good defensively. You don't have to be good defensively every night in the playoffs. You just have to be better defensively than your opposition for at least four out of the seven games, right? And then if there's one game where it's like, yeah, okay, you, you don't have to. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, and then if there's a game where, you know what, maybe it's an offensive back and forth, okay, fine. But really, at the end, like I, you don't have to play perfect every night in the playoffs to win series. You just have to be better than the other team four out of seven.
1: I, I totally agree. My – my, and people are probably tired of hearing it, but I've always said you don't have to go into every game saying we're going to win 2-1 or even 3-2. But in the play, those games will find you. You're going to find yourself in those games, and when you're in them, you got to be able to win them. And in October and December and January – They come along, but in the playoffs, maybe three to four out of seven games are going to be that 3-2-2-1 game, and if you've arrived at the playoffs and you haven't figured out how to win those ones yet, you won't advance. You just won't win three or four series if you can't win that tight game when it shows up. You never know when it's coming, but when it comes, you got to be able to win it.
0: Yeah. That's totally fair, and so, you know, we'll see uh, where the orders go. What's what's about Perry's not going to play uh, today? He's not going to play tomorrow. Um, or sorry, he's not going to play th- tomorrow or Thursday. But sounds like it's a Saturday. I guess, yes. What did you make of his press conference today?
1: Uh, I thought, in fact, you know what I've covered, you've covered, we all covered a lot of different guys coming back from a lot of different things that they don't like talking about, you know, tough situations. And I'm not saying it wasn't of his own making, but you try sitting down in front of those cameras and on that podium and under those lights and talk about how you screwed up. Uh, it's not easy, right? And I thought that he was very open and very willing to talk about it and very, uh, he took complete and total ownership and he didn't make a statement and say, I'm not addressing this after I make the statement like a lot of guys do because they don't want to face the tough questions. He faced the tough questions and plenty of them. So in terms of that part of Corey Perry, I, I was very I, – I admire the way he he took it on and he owned it and he didn't shy away from, you know, obviously a, a part of his life that, that wasn't going his way and that he's trying to improve from and he's seen counseling and all those things. So that part. Uh, as, a, as a guy that's kind of, I don't want to say standing in judgment because that's not the right way to say it, but watching Corey Perry today, I admired the way he took all that on. I thought he did a pretty good job. And I'll tell you what, you don't have to convince me about the player. Like I watched this guy play his whole career here. You don't tell me he won't make the Oilers better. Uh, all due respect to Adam Ernie, all due respect, but, but Corey Perry won in the OHL. He won at the World Cup. He won at the World Junior, he won at the Olympics twice, he won at the World Championships, he won a Stanley Cup, he won a heart. This guy's done nothing but win his whole career.
0: Yeah. No, it's a, uh, it's fair, it's low risk, right? It's a it's a low risk thing because really Corey Perry up until this incident, for nineteen years, you'd never heard a peep about Cory Perry off the ice. So um, you know, you never heard yeah. rumors of bad teammate or anything like that. And so that doesn't mean he wasn't just saying you hadn't heard about it. So usually, you know what? You hear about it often <laughs> enough, then there's a little you bit. Hear of, yeah. So
1: um, now that doesn't mean. What he- happens is guys move around. Guys, That's sorry, fair. Jason, guys move around. Bad teammates don't stay in the same place, right? This guy stayed in Anaheim his whole career. And then finally is, you know, like many veterans, hell, Jerome McGinley, one of the finest men among us moved around in his career in search of Stanley Cups yeah uh, guys like you know guys who aren't good teammates don't play for uh, for the Anaheim Ducks as long as Corey Perry did
0: I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, very fair. Uh, one last one, Spec. You You look at the orders this week, Columbus comes in, uh, Chicago comes in on Thursday. And my goodness, that might be the easiest game of the year. Chicago's third game in four nights, the second half of a back to back. And, uh, they're not very good. And they kind of gave it to the orders a little bit when Edmonton won that game, you know, Edmonton only had 15 shots. uh, One of the lowest shot totals I've ever had in a game that they won. So I think that'll be fresh in their mind. Like these next two games here, the, the orders, you know, the, the Calgary game was the one game I thought, Oh geez, maybe. And then they came out like gangbusters. That was their best start. Like, The first period against Columbus, to me, is the most important period of the week. I think if Edmonton's really good in the first period against Columbus, they wax them and they don't allow them to stick around. And then they kind of, you know, Nashville, you never know with Soros, maybe. But I I think to get to 15 spec, if they have a good first period against Columbus, I think it's kind of smooth sailing to 15 straight wins.
1: Well, yeah. You know, at this point, like at this point, they've got to be playing with house money. You know, they get at this point, someone else at some point is going to get that goal that, that's, that, uh, Sam Gagne got in Saturday night in Calgary. I mean, Edmonton deserved the break. They earned the break. They were the better team, but that was one of the goofiest goals you've seen all year. At some point, the other team's getting that goal on Edmonton, you know. So, uh, I agree with you completely. What's, what's Columbus this morning? 28th in the league. Chicago's, yeah. are they 31st or 30th? Uh, so absolutely you should beat those teams, and then you got your last game before the break in Nashville. I think, and I'll say this, it sure would be fun, right? It sure would be fun if they could get through this week and win the games and have Game 17 in Vegas when we get back. I mean, that would be a ton of fun.
0: Oh, (laughs) are you kidding me? Be a great story. uh, 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 Everybody uh, uh, around the league would be watching. Got the defending champs against a team on a 16 game heater. And uh, can they tie an NHL record? Which is a really hard record to tie. Like, let's be honest here. That's a really Uh, difficult record to tie.
1: Yeah. Oh, I mean, that would be, listen, it's a long ways away. How many times does a really good team even go three games all week and win them all? Usually you drop something here, drop something there, you end up with a loser point. So it's a long way from here to Vegas. But uh, I'll tell you what, if we could get there and this thing was intact, man, you're right. The entire hockey world would be tuning in on that game. That'd be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, <laughs> very true.
1: Spack, have a great day. We will chat with you tomorrow. All right, CJ.